It's now time for the Billy C Show, part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios. In Lake George, New York, I'm Bill Caliger, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you listen, whenever you're watching, and I hope you're doing okay. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant, located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com, or give my man a call, 912 268 23 2-3-2-8. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's for an authentic Italian meal. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by our new 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, television channel. That's right. You can check uh, out all of our uh, previously aired shows like this one and all of the specials we've done over 15 years. I'm talking ringside uh, interviews, I'm talking special shows we've done, uh, the Boxing Revisited, all of that stuff. Uh, sign up today, it's for free. It's on uh, uh, Hulu and all, all the major streaming uh, services. Just go to Ginico USA, G-I-N-I-K-O-U-S-A.com and uh, sign up and see all of the uh, networks it's on. And finally, today's show uh, is brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Baddest Men on the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy of this book right now while you're watching or listening to this very show. Just go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Find out why I'm so adamant about getting Tom Molino's story told. And by the way, if you're looking to get a signed copy, just drop me an email and I'll give you some instructions. Or just go to the website, billycboxing.com. Um... Coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking uh, about the uh, fight results uh, from yesterday. Uh, Cuba Pulov, uh, victory, his knockout victory. Um, but first, let's kick off the show with, in my opinion, uh, one of the biggest uh, news announcements uh, of, uh, uh, of the month. <laughs> I, I, don't, I guess of the year in the heavyweight division. I don't know, man. Uh, Deontay Wilder. Uh, reportedly has turned down a uh, hundred million a hundred million uh, dollars uh, to uh, uh, remain uh, under the uh, contract of uh, uh, Al Heyman slash Showtime uh, slash Lou DiBella. Uh, here's the deal: from what we understand, and we talked a little about this last week. From what we understand, um, uh, the bottom line was Deontay Wilder was offered a three-fight deal uh, to work with uh, Eddie Hearn and the Zone uh, streaming service. Uh, and it was set up something like this. His first fight would have been middle of this year, 2019, uh, to fight his mandatory, Dominic Brazil, and he would get paid $20 million, 20. The second fight would be at the end of this year, and he would be fighting Anthony Joshua, and he would be guaranteed uh, a purse of forty million. Plus, he would get other uh, cuts of uh, uh, pay per view, or uh, I guess that would be on his own. But 
he would get other cuts. It would be a minimum of $40 million and he would get some other money. And then the third fight would be a rematch, whether he won, lost, or had a draw with Anthony Joshua in the second fight, which, again, would be worth $40 million plus. Uh, so you're looking at $100 million guaranteed, and he turned it down. And um, what he did was he was saying about, uh, we heard him talking, oh, we got the big announcement, the big announcement, the big announcement. He had to do a press conference to announce a press conference, uh, which took place this past Tuesday. And the announcement was that he was fighting Dominic Brazil, something that we knew what was happening all along. But I guess the bigger part of the announcement was that he decided uh, to stay uh, with uh, uh, Showtime in his current management. And as a matter of fact, uh, not only is he sticking with Showtime, but the fight that was announced, uh, which is uh, uh, scheduled for May 18th in Brooklyn, uh, between Brazil, uh, will be on Showtime, uh, regular Showtime. That's not um, a pay-per-view or, or or anything like that, just regular old uh, Showtime. Uh, so uh, um, I, 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 I don't know what to say. I, I, you know, to be honest with you, the first thing I'm going to say is that I admire Deontay, Deontay Wilder's uh, loyalty. Um it's apparent here because the the brain part of it and the financial part of it make no sense. The only logical uh, th- thought process I can come up with to justify what Deontay Wilder continues to do, uh, turning down these these guaranteed money, and 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 the issue here is even going all the way back to when he now you know, and I was uh, critical then. When he turned down fifteen million, um, you know, I guess he was smart in that respect because he's he's making way more. But 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 the thing is, is even if he took that, he he would still have made more money with that one fight than he would have to to this day um, with the big fights that he's that he's already had. Uh, so if you look at it from that respect, but the only logical thought process that I could figure out that he is thinking here, or his team, is that the eventual fight between Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder in Team Wilder's mind, and they're probably right, that it's a $100 million fight. Now, when I say $100 million, I'm not so sure that Deontay Wilder um, will get $100 million to fight Anthony Joshua. Um, I, I don't see it. I, I think if he had beaten Tyson Fury, maybe. Um, you know, if he takes the Tyson Fury fight next, because incidentally Tyson Fury announced uh, yesterday that uh, he will be fighting uh, Tom Schwartz. Um, so, you know, here we have uh, Tyson Fury fighting Tom Schwartz, Deontay Wilder fighting Dominic Brazil, Anthony Joshua fighting uh, Jarrell uh, Big Baby Miller, and, uh, you know, when the smoke clears and assuming all three of these guys get their W's, um, what's the biggest fight? Well, I, I think the biggest fight is Anthony Joshua against either one. And there lies my whole point. You know, Deontay Wilder is banking on the fact that he is going to make $100 million to fight uh, Anthony Joshua. 
And I think that there's more risk on the road to that fight for Deontay Wilder than there is for Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua uh, could fight a mandatory in Cuba Pulov. You think he's really going to have any trouble with Pulov? You know, I, I mean, come on. No disrespect to Pulov, but um, he's, uh, he's not going to be much trouble for, for Anthony Joshua. Tyson Fury, is he going to have much trouble with Tom Schwartz? Hey, it looks good because Tom Schwartz is a young, undefeated fighter who's got knockout power. But Deontay Wilder has more knockout power than, than uh, Tom Schwartz will ever have. And Tyson Fury went 12 rounds with him. So I think Team Fury is thinking, hey, I'm going to cash in. I'll get my big check for fighting my first fight, uh, not only uh, on uh, the ESPN network, but in Las Vegas, uh, you know, in the United States, in Las Vegas. I, you know, so uh, Tyson Fury, again, uh, it makes out better than, than Deontay Wilder. AJ makes out better than Deontay Wilder. And both, by the way, both of these fighters are fighting in the United States. Uh, Anthony Joshua actually fighting in New York where Deontay Wilder uh, fights frequently. Uh, so, I, I, again, I think Deontay Wilder is making a foolish business decision. Uh, forget about who's fighting who. I, they're all going to have to fight each other at some point. I mean, rest assured, it's going to happen. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway. I think Deontay Wilder is, uh, is, is continuing to make a mistake, so we'll talk a little bit more about that as the show goes on. we got Dax Khan joining us. I don't know what's going on with Sal. He was scheduled uh, to, uh, uh, to join us, and uh, I haven't uh, um, been able to uh, grab him yet, but uh, who knows? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe he's uh, oversleeping today. But uh, uh, just to uh, uh, fill you in on that, we got Deontay Wilder against Brazil. Uh, will be on regular Showtime, not pay-per-view. Tyson Fury fighting Tom Schwartz. Uh, that's taking place in June. And, of course, uh, uh, Anthony Joshua taking on uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller, which, you know, uh, truthfully, I, I think, uh, in, in all honesty, I think the toughest fight here uh, is going to be Deontay Wilder against Dominic Brazil. I, I got news for you. I, I really do. I mean, uh uh, it's uh, he, he's the toughest uh, that's the toughest matchup I, I wouldn't underestimate Brazil just so you know uh, in the heavyweight division Dominic Brazil um, is uh, taking on Tyson Fury Dominic Brazil is currently uh, rated I, I'm sorry uh, Dominic Brazil is taking on Deontay Wilder he's currently rated number nine in the world by the computer so you got Deontay Wilder who's ranked number two taking on the number nine fighter ironically enough the number one fighter Anthony Joshua he's taking on the number six rated uh, fighter by the computer Jarrell Miller which I, I disagree I think I actually think that uh, Dominic Brazil is is you know uh, extremely uh, better than Jarrell Miller and then Tyson Fury taking on Tom Schwartz. Uh, Tyson Fury is the number three fighter taking on the number 12 ranked fighter by the computer. So um, all generally taken on uh, around the same level uh, of, uh, of opposition here. So uh, uh, strangely enough, um, it, uh, it seems like it's kind of evening out a little bit. But uh, the truth of the matter is I'm shocked uh, to see that, uh, uh, Tyson, uh, that uh, Deontay Wilder uh, turned down the $100 million deal, he still would have been able to fight Dominic Brazil. See, that's the whole point. You know, Ty, um, Deontay Wilder, 
he gets $100 million guaranteed, um, and he still fights Dominic Brazil, but he gets the two $40 million fights against um, Anthony Joshua. Uh, my question is, even against Tyson Fury, where, where would that fight be that would generate Deontay Wilder $40 million? They did 300,000 buys. Now, granted, the rematch would do better, but the powers that be at Showtime obviously know that Deontay Wilder is not the draw uh, without a big name like Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua. Therefore, they're putting it on, on regular Showtime. They're trying to sell it to the Joe Q public as this is Deontay Wilder giving back to the fans. Make no mistake, Deontay Wilder is trying to make as much money as he can. Uh, the unfortunate part is he's not following the money trail. Uh, the money trail uh, t- takes him away from his current management, and he's being loyal. So I do give him credit for that. Uh, let's jump into the fight results uh, from last night uh, and a couple from the previous. Cuba um, Pulov, uh, despite a nasty cut, uh, knocked out his opponent, uh, uh, Bogdan Dinyu, uh, in the seventh round uh, last night, two minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, of the seventh round, to be exact, um, you know Pulov. No, no disrespect to Pulov, okay, but I, you know I I had the luxury of watching him live ringside um, in his fight with Derek Rossi in Denmark, and although I've always been a fan of Derek Rossi the man, uh, Derek Rossi had him in all kinds of trouble, and um, you know I, I got to meet uh, Pulov. Uh, you know, I, I stood next to him. I talked through an interpreter to him. Um, he, uh, uh, you know, was in the same hotel as myself. I, I, the, the bottom line is I, I, I just wasn't impressed with him. There was nothing about his persona meeting him in person because he does look kind of uh, mean uh, on television. Uh, but he's not as big as he looks uh, in the ring as he is in, in person, and I'm not, obviously, I'm not a big guy, um, you know, and Derek Rossi had him in all kinds of trouble, I, I just, I didn't think he was anything then, and I don't think he's improved much now, um, you know, his other loss, his only loss, uh, he improved to 27-1 and last night, but his only loss was at the hands of Vladimir Klitschko, and I've always said that if Vladimir Klitschko fought uh, his whole career, the way he fought Cuba Pulov and Anthony Joshua, for that matter. Um, uh, you know, Vladimir Klitschko would be regarded as one of the greatest heavyweights, if he's not already, but he would have been regarded as one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. He, cer- he certainly would have had more, uh, give- he would have been given more credit uh, earlier on. Uh, he was just, he fought an aggressive uh, attack style in this fight against Pulov and knocked him out. But uh, Pulov has continued to win since then. Uh, he is ranked at number one in the IBF and is uh, the mandatory challenger for Anthony Joshua uh, for the IBF. When that fight happens, who knows? Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is Cuba Pulov um, does not stand a chance with Anthony Joshua. He doesn't stand a chance with uh, Tyson Fury. And quite honestly, um, he does have a chance with, with Deontay Wilder only, and I say this only because he does have a decent jab and, and he, he does attack, which any fighter uh, that does that to Deontay Wilder has a chance of winning. However, Deontay Wilder's uh, power 
uh, all he's got to do is connect one with Pulov, and Pulov's going to sleep. So, uh, you know, Pulov, uh, to be a world champion, uh, he's going to have to fight uh, somebody other than uh, those top three guys uh, in order to do that, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, but it did show some uh, heart on Pulev's part uh, with the cut. The cut was a uh, uh, extremely serious uh, cut, so um, I do uh, I do give him credit uh, when uh, uh, when all said and done. Um, on the co-main event, Jesse Magladeno improved to twenty six and one with eighteen of his wins coming by knockout when he won the unanimous decision over Rico Ramos. Ramos, who drops to uh, 30 and 6 with 14 knockouts. 91, uh, I'm sorry, 99, 91, 98, 92, 97, 93. Uh, to suggest 97, 93 is even far-fetched. I, I don't think Rico Ramos won one, one round, one single round. Um, you know, to give him a, a, an okay, give him a, a, you know, a close round at 99, 91, I'm okay with uh, either way, it was a dominating performance by Jesse Magladaniel. He came out in the first round and rocked Rico Ramos and set the pace for the entire fight. You know, Jesse Magladaniel, um is a, is a young fighter who got uh, stopped in his last uh, prior fight. And I, I think that, you know, he learned a lot from that loss. Um, but Rico Ramos, how many chances does this cat get? Uh, Rico Ramos has uh, been in the mix, and every time he has stepped up, he has seemingly uh, got knocked down. You know, I, I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand um, how many, uh, how many chances uh, he he can get. I, I really don't think that he's. I, I think we saw the best we're ever going to see of Rico Ramos. So, um, in any event, uh, two other fights I wanted to mention on that card. Um, in the uh, uh, junior welterweight division, uh, Maxim uh, Dadashev, Mad Max, if you will, improved to 13-0 and when he scored a fourth-round knockout over Ricky Sizemidio, who drops to 35-13-3. and Sizemidio is uh, uh, a tough guy, but if you didn't see this knockout, go check it out. Uh, devastating knockout by uh, Dadashev. And this guy... I, I, I want to see more of him. Uh, he fights out of uh, Oxnard, California, um, but uh, uh, I, I want to see more of him on the on the big stage. He's uh, an exciting fighter. He's ranked in the top ten by a couple of the sanctioning bodies. Uh, it would be nice to see him uh, continue stepping up his level of opposition. He's only got thirteen pro fights, but uh, his win last night over Sizamidio uh, uh, is uh, uh, is uh, is an impressive one especially in the way he did it. Uh, also on that card, uh, Tervel Pulov improved to 13-0 and with 11 knockouts. He's the younger brother of Kubrat Pulov. He, too, fights in the heavyweight divisions, uh, division, and he won a uh, unanimous decision over Mitch Williams, uh, who drops to 16-8-3 and three, uh, with 11 of his wins uh, coming by uh, way of knockout. Uh, also, I-, I wanted to mention yesterday uh, in the heavyweight division, uh, undefeated young uh, rising heavyweight uh, Nathan Gorman improved to 16 and 0 with 11 knockouts when he scored a uh, unanimous decision over Kevin Johnson. Uh, Kevin Johnson, now 39 years old, dropped uh, to 34 wins, 13 losses, and a draw. Uh, this guy is a guy that fights to go the distance, Kevin Johnson. 
And he, I think he's a good test for a young fighter. He did go to the distance. He causes fights to be boring and uh, uneventful like he did against Gorman. Uh, but I think that Gorman, although Kevin Johnson was actually a late-minute sub, uh, last-minute sub, I'm sorry, uh, and even though he's 39 years old, he's a, he's a rugged guy. Uh, he goes rounds. He, he, he you know, frustrates his opponents. And I think that, you know, by fighting him, a, a, a young fighter gets to see, uh, number one, how well they fare against uh, Kevin Johnson. You know, a goal could always be to stop him. But I think they learn a lot. You know, uh, Kevin Johnson knows how to slow things down. He knows how to force fighters to fight at his pace, his style. And I think it gives a young fighter, even in a victory, like Nate Gorman uh, did yesterday, even in a victory, I think it gives him something to go back to with his team and work on uh, getting around some of the things that he was not able to do because of the defensive proudness of, of a guy uh, like Kevin Johnson. So, yeah, maybe he was frustrated in the ring. Maybe it was an uneventful fight. But I'm telling you, a fight like that helps a young fighter uh, you know, maybe not in his next fight, but he's learned something from that that he's going to be able to work on. So the next time a fighter tries to do that is when you'll see uh, what he learned from that fight because they're going to work on that. I'm telling you right now, they're going to work on that. Uh, but uh, anyway, also on that card um, in the uh, junior lightweight, uh, I'm sorry, in the junior welterweight division, Sam Maxwell. Uh, improve, improved to a 11-0 uh, and 0 with nine knockouts uh, when he knocked out uh, Sabri uh, Sidiri uh, in the 10th round. Um, Sidiri had dropped uh, Maxwell uh, a couple of times uh, in the fight and also had him hurt several other times, um, but uh, started uh, taking the win for granted and uh, was messing around in the final round, and uh, Maxwell caught him and knocked him out. Uh, two minutes and 46 seconds uh, gave uh, Sam Maxwell the, the clearly come-from-behind victory. And uh, Sidiri drops to 10 wins, one loss, and one draw. Uh, you know, I've seen this before uh, several times where fighters are, are goofing off, and uh, next thing you know, uh, they lose the fight. I'll never forget watching a fight. I forget the, uh, who it was. I, it wasn't Saddam Ali, but uh, it was uh, another fighter. Uh, I I think it was his name was Ali, but anyway, not not the great Ali, but um, and and, and it, he's in a fight on ESPN, and he's just dominating the fight, and his corner's going, ah, you know what, you know we need to get some rounds in, work on this, work on that, and before you know it, boom, same thing happened, a lucky punch lands, knocks him out, and uh, never won the fight, never was never the same fighter after that. So, you know, if you could take your opponent out quickly, just get it over with. It's your team's job to get you the, another uh, level fighter uh, to, uh, to continue uh, learning and improving on. Uh, don't mess around. That's all I'm saying. But uh, uh, in any event, also uh, on that card in the cruiserweight division, a guy that I always like to uh, watch. Um, and, well, I'm sorry. Uh, let me, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Uh, in a... Uh, Another uh, fight that was on the uh, uh, Gorman-Johnson card, C.J. Uh, Challenger improved to 10-0 with two knockouts uh, when he beat Kyle Hayward. 
uh, over uh, 10 rounds, 97-95 of the way that was scored. Um, one thing I love about these Brits, they put the guys in against each other early on. I mean, CJ Challenger was 9-0 and going into this fight. Kyle Haywood was 8-0 and with a draw going into this fight. That's the way you do it. Uh, o- over on, uh, uh, on Friday, uh, the fight I was just going to mention, uh, Lawrence Oakley uh, improved to 12-0 and with nine knockouts when he stopped uh, Wadi Camacho in the fourth round. Um, it's a cruiserweight division. I love Oakley. Uh, I, uh, uh, I wish more fighters uh, fought like he did, did at so early on, like he does, I should say. Cruiserweight division, he's an exciting cat, and uh, I, I just wish we had more cruiserweights that were willing to fight here in the States. Uh, the main event in that card, uh, Charlie Edwards improved to 15-1 and one, uh, with six knockouts. Uh, when he retained his WBC flyweight title against Angel Moreno, who dropped to 19-3 and 2, uh, 120 to 107 was the way uh, all three uh, judges scored that one. Uh, Joshua Butisa uh, improved to 10 and 0 uh, with uh, eight knockouts when he claimed the uh, vacant British uh, title with a third round knockout over Liam Conroy, who drops to uh, 16 and 4. And uh, Louis Riston uh, took a unanimous decision over uh, Jermaine Argentino. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Argentino Benitez, uh, who uh, um, drops to 21-4. Maybe it is uh, Jermaine Argentino Benitez. Or it could be be the German. Uh, And in the super flyweight division, Andrew Maloney improved to 19-0. Uh, when he stopped Miguel Gonzalez uh, at 2 minutes and 50 seconds uh, of the 8th round in their uh, elimination uh, title fight uh, uh, on uh, on Friday. So uh, that's what took place over the weekend. And, uh, you know, getting back to the uh, the whole situation with the heavyweight division and, and uh, Deontay Wilder, uh, I am going to... Uh, I uh, discussed this with, with uh, Dax and, and Alex as we come up. I, uh, Sal was scheduled to come on the show today. I'm not sure uh, what happened with him. Uh, he's obviously having some uh, uh, glitches uh, with, uh, with his system. Hopefully uh, that's what it is. But uh, in case you're tuning in late, Deontay Wilder turns down a $100 million three-fight deal uh, to fight uh, Dominic Brazil on Showtime. The $100 million deal consisted of three fights. It was put to him. He would be working in, as a, I guess, co-promoter deal with uh, uh, Eddie Hearn. And the um, uh, zone would, would broadcast three fights. First fight against his mandatory Dominic Brazil, where he would make $20 million, more than he's ever made in any fight, uh, more than he's probably made combined uh, in his career so far, I, I would I would challenge that. I bet he hasn't made twenty million yet. And um, the second fight would have been guaranteed forty million. Plus, he gets other cuts of uh, other parts of the 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 event uh, to fight Anthony Joshua, and then he gets a guaranteed rematch uh, for another forty million plus deal uh, with Anthony Joshua. Three fight deal worth guaranteed hundred million dollars. Uh, Deontay Wilder turns it down. In the meantime, Tyson Fury uh, announces his next fight, uh, which is going to be against Tom Schwartz out of Germany, undefeated uh, up-and-coming heavyweight. 
And, of course, we know that uh, Anthony Joshua uh, is fighting Jarrell Big Baby Miller uh, at the in Brooklyn. So we got the three-headed uh, top heavyweights all fighting other fighters instead of fighting each other. So uh, in any event, that's that. So, hey, listen, I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, we're scheduled to have Dax Khan join us. Uh, we'll get his thoughts. So uh, don't go anywhere. Billy C. will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And speaking of being with us, joining us right now uh, is my man uh, Dax Khan. Good morning, Dax. Good morning, Billy C. How you doing today, my man? Uh, I haven't been outside yet. You know, I'll know with the weather. Every day just is a mystery. Well, it's getting close. It's getting close to being uh, decent again in this, this neck of the woods. But uh, first and foremost, before we get going, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on what has happened uh, with uh, uh, Deontay Wilder and, of course, Tyson Fury, the, the, annou- the announcement that we all knew, and the announcement that Tyson Fury, I mean, that Deontay Wilder announced that we all knew. Deontay Wilder uh, seemingly turned down a $100 million deal uh, with uh, her and Slash the Zone, basically a three-fight deal. First fight against his mandatory Dominic Brazil, where he'd be guaranteed twenty million, and then two fights guaranteed forty million apiece against Anthony Joshua, whether he went one, lost, or drew in the first fight, he would get a rematch. Um, he announces that he's taking on Brazil. He's staying with his team. He's fighting on Showtime, not pay-per-view on Showtime. Um, What's he doing? I mean, the only thing I can think of is that he's he's holding out for a hundred million dollar purse against Anthony Joshua. What's your thoughts on on this chain of events? That sounds logical. That is, you know, he's, he's holding out, figuring, you know, I'm going to get the one mega payday. But as I've stated several times, all of them, not only just Deontay Wilder, but Anthony Joshua, both. You know, they're chancing this this really huge fight because we know in boxing that just one loss changes the whole dynamics of everything in the fans' eyes. And either one of those guys take a loss, whether or not Anthony Joshua was upset by Jarrell Miller or, let's say, Dominic Brazil upsets Deontay Wilder. You know, I'm not, you know, predicting either, uh, either one of those to happen. But, you know, if it does, all of a sudden the whole dynamics of it change. You know, Tyson Fury... You know, him and Deontay Wilder, the rematch, that would have been sensational. But Tyson Fury, again, another guy is taking chances against the young Tom Schwartz, who most likely Tyson Fury is going to outbox. He's uh, bigger. He's more experienced. But anything can happen. And then, you know, and meanwhile, in the background, you have Dillian White, who is starting to really make noise, and he wants to exercise his right as um, the number one challenger for Deontay Wilder's title. And then recently, what happened is the Stewarts, you know, uh, from the BBBFC, they had just stated that next month 
that on April 10th, Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce, they're going to uh, purse bid uh, for, that, for that vacant title. And either one of those guys in another two or three fights, if they should face Anthony Joshua or Deontay Wilder or even uh, Tyson Fury, they have a high chance of upsetting the apple cart. You know, there are a lot of guys out there that are very capable of upsetting any one of those guys on any given day. So... You know, make these fights now. Make it for the fans. You know, make it for yourselves because somebody's going to be disappointed in the end. And Deontay Wilder is most likely going to be that guy that's disappointed because no matter what happens, unless he takes his deal, he's going to have to fight more fights. To, you know, to even get anywhere near close to 100 million dollars, he's going to have to at least fight five fights. The that the whole point is that, and exactly how you 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 mentioned it. Anthony Joshua has all these other options because the heavyweight division is the way it is, you know, in England, Dillian White, like you mentioned, and, and some of the other young fighters. I mean, these guys are fighting each other, which is a draw in itself, gaining recognition. And then it's always a big money fight for Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua doesn't have to uh, fight Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder versus Anthony Joshua may be worth a lot of money, but at the end of the day, Deontay Wilder is the guy really with the least amount of options. Dominic Brazil, out of the three fights, and I mentioned it that actually they're all, you know, pretty uh, by the numbers. You know, got Anthony Joshua fighting number six, uh, Anthony Joshua being number one. The computer says that Miller's number six. Ty, um, Deontay Wilder fighting uh, Dominic Brazil. Uh, uh, computer says uh, uh, Wilder's number two. Brazil's, the computer says he's number nine. And then Tyson Fury, number three, taking on the computer rank number 12. So they are fighting, you know, respectful opponents rankings-wise. But after Dominic Brazil, I think, uh, to, to tell you the truth, I think Dominic Brazil is the toughest fight for Deontay Wilder out of all three of those fights. What's your thoughts on that? Out of all the No, you know, um, no, I, I don't think so at all. I think Deontay... Um, Dominic Brazil is tailor-made for Deontay Wilder. Um, he tries to lay on the ropes. Uh, he, he's tough, but he doesn't have a solid chin. He gets lazy with his jab. So he's tailor-made for Deontay Wilder. I don't think that that's uh, going to be a very tough fight for him at all. I think um, Jarrell Miller may be a little bit tougher for Anthony Joshua than a lot of people uh, predict. I think Anthony Joshua is going to win. But Jarrell Miller, because he is you know, so big, and he has that low center of gravity, uh, so long as, he able, as he's able to deal with Anthony Joshua's power, you know, he can bring, you know, Anthony Joshua in there late, and, you know, uh, you know anything can happen, you know, while late. And, you know, again, I stress, Dillian White is sitting in the background, and he's just getting better. He, In my opinion, he's actually pretty much fought the best competition out of the, uh, out of the other two guys, or including um, Tyson Fury in the last year or so. Robert Hellenius, Lucas Brown, Joseph Parker, and the rematch with Derek Chisora, and he gets better in each one of those fights. Yeah, no, I, listen, Dillian White is one of the guys that is, is avoided. You don't see any any, really, of the top three heavyweights uh, going after him. I, I, Brazil, I just want to say, uh, Dominic Brazil has a solid chin. Um, I, I think that's uh, going to help him against uh, Wilder. But Wilder has a freakish uh, knockout power. It, it, didn't, it didn't help him against Anthony Joshua. And just to interject, Bill, I, I really cannot sit there every week and agree with you on... Uh, yes, uh, Deontay Wilder has the least amount of options, but... Uh, you know, 
this fight is just as much Anthony Joshua's fault as is Deontay Wilder's for it not happening. You know, money aside, it's just as much Anthony Joshua's, if not more, Anthony Joshua's fault than Deontay Wilder, considering Anthony Joshua, as Eddie Hearn stated just a week or two ago, I work for Anthony Joshua. So, Anthony Joshua, he's in the driver's, site, the driver's seat. He can choose to fight Deontay Wilder. And, uh, you know, any obstacle in the way, Anthony Joshua can make this fight. He's choosing not to. Why right, is yeah. that? Because you're wrong. Because the bottom line is it's it boils down to be the money. I Anthony Joshua will, will fight, but, how? you know, it's not up to Anthony Joshua to make the money materialize. You can't you can't say, and Anthony Joshua's team, if, if let's say the magic number for Deontay Wilder was $100 million, if Eddie Hearn decided to write a check for $100 million to, to pay Deontay Wilder, now all of a sudden he's got, what's he going to do with AJ? Pay him $100 million. Now you got a $200 million fight. Is it a $200 million fight? I think it's a $200 million fight if these guys don't suffer a loss or either one of them don't really look poor in a performance against one of these other guys while they're waiting. Again, the worst of a, even with wins, the worst of a performance that they put on in these fights, the more that that fight declines in value. True. And that's just a public perception. No, I'm not saying that's not great, but that's the era we live in. Oh, no, no. You're you're right. Any one of those guys lose, and there's a lot of money being flushed down the toilet. There's no question about it. But uh, uh, in any event, I yeah, I just, you know, whatever the, whatever the case is, if I'm at the end of the day, it's a business decision. And if it boils down to money, um, you know, again, it, it just appears to me that both Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, for that matter, have seemingly secured financial and decent fights, whereas Deontay Wilder is still just, uh, you know, a mouthpiece. And I'm not so sure the money has really ended up in his pocket the way the other two guys are making. And, and he's fighting just as hard fights. That's my point. You know, uh, Deontay, you could say what you want about Wilder, but... You know, his last three fights were all against really good opposition. Luis Ortiz, uh, you know, Tyson Fury, and, you know, now his fight with uh, with Brazil. So, yeah. Uh, I say Deontay Wilder, you know, he's ever since the Luis Ortiz fight, I think I, uh, the questions have been answered. You know, we the biggest doubt on Deontay Wilder was the chin. I think that was answered. Oh, no, no, no. The chin was answered in the Ortiz fight. Um, I, I think that the the... the the only the issue that Deontay Wilder what makes him the guy that's not number one. Um, yes, he's got the he's got the the knockout punch. I, I think probably a, a stronger punch than all of the other heavyweights. The problem with Deontay is that he really doesn't have any skill. He doesn't have footwork. He doesn't have defense. He relies on his power, and so far it's worked for him. And it may he he may never have to rely on another thing. Only time will tell. But uh, this is true. But uh, let's talk about Pulov. Um, we have to, uh, you know, his fight last night, to be honest with you, Dax, I'm not impressed with Pulov. He looked good last night. It was impressive to see that, you know, he has heart. The cut was, was savage. Um, and he comes back and he wins by knockout. I, I'm just, what's your assessment of, of Pulov? Does Pulov have a chance with any of those top three heavyweights? I don't think so. Um, if you ask me this a couple years ago, I'd say yes, but he's, what's he, 37? He's almost 38 years old. Um, last night, uh, you know, Dino should have really been a showcase fight for him, considering um, how easily uh, Jarrell Miller dealt with him. 
it was a better fight than I thought it was going to be. You know, it helped the division, you know, considering that we had that cut. We thought that maybe Pulev was going to be upset. And then um, he finishes that round strong. And then he uh, drops Dinu. And, you know, we have to give credit for, uh, to Dinu there. When he was down, it's not like Raul Caiz was quiet in stating, okay, if he can't continue on, we're going to have to go to the scorecards. Uh, they even... Um, hinted towards a disqualification, you know, but Dino got up and he, you know, he went out on his shield. So we have to give credit to him and guys like that, or like a Schwartz, you know, uh, Pulev and, and a Dino, you know, those guys really, honestly, they're the ones that are going to sell these bigger fights like the Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder or the, um, Deontay Wilder against Tyson Fury rematch or, you know, whoever you want to put into that mix because those are the guys that are on TV that are really making that division exciting and they're the ones that are drawing in, uh, keeping the fans interested while the rest of these guys deal with their political uh, back and forth on, you know, who's getting what check, who's going where, who's fighting in, you know, which location and so on and so forth. So, you know, you really have to appreciate these lower level guys more. Um, there was also a fight yesterday that I was impressed with, even though it wasn't an impressive fight. And that was the Nathan Gorman uh, against uh, Kevin Johnson fight. Kevin Johnson was a last-minute sub. I don't know if you got a chance to see that one or not, Dax, but Nate Gorman is another one of these unbeaten heavyweights that has a lot of fanfare around him. And although the fight was uh, was kind of boring, I, I was saying earlier that I thought that Kevin Johnson has become this fighter that if I have a young heavyweight, I, I want to get him in the ring with Kevin Johnson to see – uh, what he can learn from Johnson. Johnson has a tendency to to make the fight his style, a boring, he's going to make it to the end, uh, to the final bell type of a fight. That's his goal. If he makes it to the final bell, he doesn't care about the, the, the L on his record. Uh, did you get a chance to see this fight? I, I did watch it on the, um, the DVR. I was out last night. Uh, you know, Kevin Johnson is kind of the heavyweight version of Darnell Boone, just a lot less dangerous in terms of punching power, where you want to put your guys in there against him because he's going to, as you stated, he's going to create them into better fighters and he's going to make them go to distance and he's going to give your team everything you need to go work on inside that gym afterwards. Remember, Kevin Johnson went the distance uh, with Vitaly Klitschko, even though that was you know, quite a while back, it still says something, as you stated, the guy goes the distance, and anything that you should be doubting in your fighter, or you want to know about your fighter, Kevin Johnson's going to answer that, and unlike Darnell Boone, there's not the high chance that Kevin Johnson's going to go in there and knock your guy out. Darnell Boone, remember, when he was around, he was the boogeyman. Right. No, I, hey, listen, um, I, I think, it, there was a time, and, and I, and I'm almost embarrassed to, to admit this, but there was a time that I thought Kevin Johnson was was the best heavyweight in the division uh, long before he lost his – well, come on, you can roll your eyes all you want, but go back. You know, he's 39 now. Go back 10 years. You know, this guy, when he was undefeated, up until – actually, up until the Klitschko fight, he was, pretty, he, was, he, he was pretty good. You know, he just turned into – he talked a lot of smack for the Klitschko fight, and, and that's what turned me off. Because you remember all the smack he talked. You remember he was comparing himself with Muhammad Ali. I, I'm, you remember, right? You remember all of that, don't you? I, I remember all that, but I'm sitting there saying to myself, Bill, <laughs> I'm just at saying. what point in time could you have thought Kevin Johnson was? I mean, whether you 
Anyway, um, and that goes for anybody, whether you're a fan of the guys or you're not. At no point in time did I ever question who the kings of that division were. Either if it wasn't Vladimir, it was Vitaly. But but <laughs> at that time, at that time, we were all looking. That to time see, we were drinking heavily. No, no, listen. At that time, we were all we were all wondering who was going to be able to challenge them. And and up comes a young uh, Kevin Johnson. And he did appear to have the tools until he finally stepped in the ring, and then uh, the rest is history. But, uh, um, hey, one other question I want to ask you is what did you think about uh, this guy, um, uh, Mad Max Dadashev? He, he looks like a fighter I want to see more of. How come we haven't? He's fighting out of Oxnard now. How come we haven't seen uh, more of him? I've seen him fight a few times. I forget what card he was on last year, uh, undercard of one of the, uh, the bigger uh, – events. I think it was a pay-per-view. I can't remember off the top of my head which one it is. Uh, he's, a, he's an exciting fighter. He certainly got power. Um, I'd like to see how he does in that next level up, of course. But, you know, he's definitely one of them guys that if you have a card with a major fight on there and the rest of the card is kind of subpar, that's the guy that you want to have out there, you know, to uh, kind of usher in that, you know, that um, the main event and, you know, keep the fans, you know, interested and make guys say, you know, if the rest of the card stunk, at least, you know, that is job his knockout was worth it right he was uh he was he was some excitement uh for sure yesterday and i'd like to see him step up i think they i think the fight yesterday was uh was one of those types of fights that indicate that uh they are stepping him up because he was in there with a veteran guy so um i thought that uh, i thought that that was uh you know at least encouraging um did you have uh, anything else that you wanted to talk about I know you, you know, went to that uh, card. I didn't know if you wanted to bring that up or what. Oh, yeah, you know, I just um, got to get Freddie here. And, uh, you know, amateur boxing, we're always wondering what's going on with amateur boxing. We, we've been talking for years about how it's a shame how many gyms have closed and how big of a part boxing was in communities not whether guys were turning pro but when it came to uh, you know young fighters going to these gyms finding something to do to keep themselves active out of the streets and how law enforcement was involved you know last night at the civic center i attended one of the um the semifinals for the uh, the road to the garden you know that's you know, the event um by usa metro where everybody wants to fight at madison square garden and then the winners there they go on to the nationals um with the floyd patterson boxing club and the dc 1013 foundation which is um the foundation for uh police officers who are retired they came upon hard times you know they did a um an event over at the mid hudson civic center um you know you had the county sheriff uh uh adrian anderson there uh sonia lamanakis who did a great job uh, coordinating the event you had uh tracy patterson was there you had uh coach anthony there they had um uh, some congressmen there and there was you know they had a pretty uh, good uh set of raffles there they had a um an Ernie Shavers autographed glove. They actually autographed one of Floyd Patterson's boxing robes off. And all the kids there, they put on a, uh, you know, quite a quality event. And coming on the 27th, Bill, uh, you know, one of our favorite people, uh, Billy Costello, they're actually having an event in Kingston called the, you know, the Billy Costello International Box-Offs. So, you know, around here in this area, amateur boxing starting to really pick up. And we have to uh, give that credit to not only the Floyd Patterson Boxing Club, but Newburgh Hook Elite with uh, uh, Leonard Lee. And these guys, you know, they're doing their best to kind of, you know, step up boxing not only in this area but upstate to what it used to be boxing in new york 
wasn't just always big in New York, you know, in, in New York City, I mean, in the five boroughs, but it was, you know, big throughout the whole state, and right now it's really picking up, and in my opinion, with law enforcement being involved again, it's kind of going to help recreate those relationships that law enforcement used to have with our youth, where kids kind of felt safe going there, talking to these officers, and it wasn't so much of a um, everybody looking at each other the wrong way out of the side of the, you know, out of the side of their eye, you know, it's really helping build communities, and that's what, you know, what's going on here and we have to give credit to these gyms and remember as we always say these young kids that are in there doing that you know then eventually they're going to be the future of our sport and they're the guys to look out for and they're always the guys that we like to sit back and say i remember watching that kid in the gym 10 years ago anybody uh that caught your eye last night Caught my eye last night. You know, everybody did a great job, Bill. You know, I, I can't say anybody, uh, even the winners and losers, everybody did a great job. You know, nobody was uh, extra standout. Everybody just did a great job. And I know that kind of sounds generic, but there wasn't anybody out there that you can actually say this kid didn't belong. Everybody, you know, fought their heart out. And almost all the fights except for one were by split decision. And how was the crowd? The car, it, it was, it was, a, it was a good card. Again, you know, this is, uh, you know, the road to the garden. Uh, you know, it's uh, a weekly series, uh, not a weekly. You know, it's an event. Every, you know, every, uh, every uh, event, somebody gets eliminated, and the big prize is the fight at Madison Square Garden. You remember years ago, that was the big goal: fight at Madison Square Garden. Everybody wanted those little golden gloves that went around your neck, and this is how you get there inside these tournaments. But these tournaments now are throughout the whole state, where boxing was dead for a long time. No, I mean, how was the was there a decent sized crowd? There was there was a pretty good uh, crowd. Like I said, you had congressmen there, you had the sheriffs, so you, you had uh, tables there, uh, you had some pretty good looking uh, ring card girls, and you had a lot of community support. So with all these incorporated in there, that you know that's a positive outlook for amateur boxing. Oh, if I would have known about the ring card girls, I would have been there, Dax. Why don't you fill me in on this? You know, yeah, you know, uh, I didn't see any emails come across uh, mentioning that to me. You know, I, more or less, to be honest, I found out by accident myself. <laughs> That's I, I, did, I, I knew about the tournament, but I found out about the location by accident. And I'm really excited about the Billy Costello Invitational Box Offs next month. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, my man, Billy Costello, I miss him. But, uh, Dax, great job as usual. And uh, we'll be looking forward to you next weekend, my man. All right, everybody. Enjoy your Sunday. That's uh, Dax Khan. You can check him out up on BillyCBoxing.com where he uh, carries the weight of the site yeah he does hey listen i'm going to take a short break and uh when we come back alex propali will join us don't go nowhere billy c will be right back hey fight fans check out kofantasyboxing.com ko fantasy boxing is boxing's only trademarked fantasy game check it out www.kofantasyboxing.com Select your own gym, your own fighters. Track them through a season that can last from three months to a year, depending upon which league you join. You got to check this out, man. www.kofantasyboxing.com. Join it today. Again, www.kofantasyboxing.com. And tell them Billy C sent you. The one, the only, Don King. Makes me feel good, Billy, to have you, the number one show in the country, talking boxing with Billy. So I invite each and every American that's listening to this great show to tune in. We want you to be there with Billy and me. Now back to Talking Boxing with Billy C., the only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, Hold on there. 
Jeremy, man, uh, I need you to take this one, all right? Wait, what? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C., damn it? Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. The undisputed heavyweight champion of boxing talk radio. It's Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, speaking of being with us, joining us right now, right now, right this very minute, is my man, uh, Alex Propali. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Billy C. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, first question, same one I've been asking all morning, so I'm sure you. I'm not going to blindside you on this. Uh, what's your thoughts of uh, Deontay Wilder turning down the $100 million three-fight deal? Um, pretty much he uh, uh, stays loyal, which I respect. Um, he was going to fight Dominic Brazil anyway. But uh, rather than take uh, a $20 million guaranteed purse, which would culminate into two uh, 40-plus million back-to-back fights with Anthony Joshua, he chose to stay put and uh, claim that everyone has to come to him because he is the heavyweight division, and he's fighting Dominic Brazil uh, in New York on Showtime, not even a pay-per-view. What's your thoughts? Uh, I'm disappointed because... You know, it, it's a it's another obstacle uh, to us getting the fights we really want to see. Um, but I mean, I guess you know, I, I can understand the motivation. You want to get um, you want to get the most money you can, and he figures he could get more. But I don't know. It's a bummer for the fans, and it. Um, I think we're really in an. Un- it's amazing because December. Uh, was such a great month for the heavyweight division. Last year was such a great year for the heavyweight division. Um, and then to have the Fury Wilder fight, you know, first end the way it did with a decision that I thought was very highly questionable. And then, um, you know, to not get a rematch and now to have to see every one of these uh, monstrous heavyweights um, have to fight somebody else to sort of fight a placeholder. Uh, I can't believe that I'm I'm most excited, like Dax mentioned, for uh, Joshua versus Big Baby Miller. I think that's the best matchup of them. Um, it, it's unfortunate, but it's not too surprising um, to see that it's gone that way, uh, especially because of the, you know, they're all with separate platforms. So, you know, it, it's just, it's going to be a sort of... Um, promotional pissing contest i guess for a while so it's a bummer and the other thing i think that's a bummer is that he's fighting um dominic brazil instead of uh luis ortiz what happened to that fight well first and foremost the luis ortiz fight was one that i thought for sure was going to be announced because i thought that that was the announcement because ortiz had won uh, i think three fights since uh since his loss to uh wilder and I think that that would have made more sense. It would have given Deontay Wilder a, a better opportunity to, at bigger money. 
But when you look at the heavyweight division, there are a lot of really good names in the heavyweight division that are still in the conversation. You know, Dax mentions Dillian White. Dax has been talking about Dillian White for a while. Um, you know, a, a guy that's 25-1. and one. You know, you can't write off Povetkin yet. Uh, I know he's an older fighter, but he's still uh, a piece of the heavyweight division at 34-2. and two. Luis Ortiz, same thing, only lost once, and that was uh, against uh, Wilder. You got young fighters like uh, Oscar Rivas and Tom Schwartz, uh, former champion like Joseph Parker, uh, other young fighters like Hervarik and uh, Otto Wallen and Joe Joyce and Nate Gorman. I mean, there are a lot of uh, good heavyweights in there. Um, my point is, is that the money stance for... Uh, Deontay Wilder, I'm sorry, yeah, for Deontay Wilder, I, you know, it's always like I always have to think before I talk about those top three because they're, they're like every, every discussion has one of their names in it. But Deontay Wilder might be outpricing himself. That's my concern, Alex, because it seems to me the only thing I can think of turning down $100 million for a three-fight deal is somewhere along the line um, Deontay Wilder feels that he is worth $100 million by himself to fight Anthony Joshua. And it, and I can't help but revert back to the last time uh, those kinds of numbers were thrown around. And that, of course, was the Floyd Mayweather against Manny Pacquiao fight. Um, do you think that the anticlimactic uh, way that that fight ended uh, the, leading up to the fight, and I'm talking about Pacquiao Mayweather, do you think that that fight has scarred the boxing public enough where it would be like, no way will a fight ever be worth uh, in excess of $100 million per fighter again. Do you, do you think that Deontay Wilder can maintain wanting to fight for, for that kind of money or close to it with his options currently in the heavyweight division? Um, yes, I do think so. I think, I think the thing that's different here is that we're talking about heavyweights, we're talking about guys, especially with Wilder, who can put you to sleep with one single blow. And, um, you know, any fight that has Floyd Mayweather in it uh, is not going to have generate that same kind of intrigue with the uh, with ca with the casuals, the people I can't stand um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> um, people like Deontay Wilder. He puts um puts people to sleep. And I think that even if you, a lot of people um, watch him because they want to see him lose. So even though he's not, you know, he's not a household name, uh, I do think the fans of the sport will come out to see him. So I don't think he's necessarily wrong in, in holding out for that money. I think it is unfortunate. I mean, that's what a fighter wants to do, right? You want to get the most bang. Uh, well, you want to get the most buck for the least bang, if uh, if you will, um, and I think that's what the, these guys are doing, um, you know, with their choice of opponents. Although, you know, like you said, Tom Schwartz, you know, he's an up and coming guy. The heavyweight division is not terrible right now. I mean, I think it's very exciting with the three top guys. I think there, like you mentioned, there are some other guys that are interesting. We did have a real, in December, we had a, another really good fight with Dillian White and Derek Chisora. Um, Dillian White hasn't fought since then, and I think part of it, he's probably waiting. He was probably hoping to get a shot at one of these other three guys, the top three, the Fury, Wilder, and Joshua trio. 
Um, I think last night we had an entertaining fight. So there's fights, you know, I, I mean, in terms of fights being entertaining, there are entertaining fights to see in the heavyweight division, um, it, you know, if they keep not fighting each other. But it's not what we want to see. We want to see uh, Wilder Joshua or Wilder Fury 2 or Fury Joshua. Um, to me, that's the one that I'm looking forward to the most. His fury that fight's going to be enormous. That fight, they could make a hundred million dollars each easy. I don't know if Wilder will, but um, I don't think he's necessarily wrong to have have dreams like Floyd Mayweather dreams in his head. Because yeah, this is the heavyweight division, and all are off. And remember the numbers that uh, Holyfield and Tyson did. These guys aren't uh, names like that yet, but they are on the way up, and. Um, you know, I don't think it's unheard of for them to make uh, to make coin like that. Well, you know the 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 point the part that I, I'm I'm looking at is this. You know, yes, and you make a great point. They're not the names of of a Tyson Holdfield, but do they have enough time to develop the name and the value? And and here's my point: taking Tyson Fury out of the mix, let's talk about just Wilder and and. Um, Anthony Joshua the last three fights if I recall correctly or, or the last two plus the upcoming third fight for Deontay was Ortiz Fury and Brazil that that's correct right there, there wasn't another fight in between was there I don't think so no. I don't think. and with a Anthony Joshua it was Joseph Parker Alexander Povetkin and his next fight with Miller okay so um all the rumors that came around for Deontay Wilder uh, what he made for the Ortiz fight? I, I'm gonna say, let's say he made four million. I I know it wasn't four. It was it was uh, I think around three, but let's say four. And let's say for the Fury fight, the numbers never really came out. Um, I, I heard rumor as high as six, but let's for argument sake say that Deontay made ten million for that fight. Um, and and for Brazil. On regular showtime um, against a mandatory, uh, I, I, let, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's going to make five. So over these three fights, there's twenty million dollars maximum that that Deontay Wilder has made. And and oh by the way, we know that the Ortiz and the Fury fights were were good fights. They were they were not easy wins for for Deontay Wilder. When you look at uh, Anthony Joshua. He he made thirty two million for for Joseph Parker. He made uh, uh thirty five million for Alexander Povetkin. I don't know what his exact numbers are for Miller yet, but I know he's guaranteed thirty. So when you add that up, it's a hundred million dollars in three fights. Um, you know, yeah, all of his fights are difficult because he uh is susceptible to to getting caught. But in a nutshell, I don't think he had. Uh, or will have as as a difficult time as uh, as Deontay Wilder does. So with that in mind, my whole moral of this story is three fights, hundred million, and Anthony Joshua presumably can continue fighting whoever for thirty million a pop. Deontay Wilder doesn't have those options. I know I sound redundant. I keep saying that, but he's got Tyson Fury and Ortiz. Is Tyson Fury or Ortiz? Or let me say this: Will Ortiz generate Deontay Wilder thirty million dollars? Will maybe Tyson Fury could, but will Ortiz? 
my point is is that to me I think Deontay Wilder is making a mistake. I think that for him to hold out for a hundred million, the only way he could get himself worth a hundred million to fight Anthony Joshua is if he indeed beat Luis Ortiz and Tyson Fury, each of them again, to lead up to a fight with Anthony Joshua. And that risk, Alex, is where I would draw the line if I'm Team Wilder. I think a risk, even though Ortiz might be 60 years old, and even though Tyson Fury we know can be stopped, there's still risky fights for a guy like Deontay Wilder. I, I, I think he's rolling the dice. I think there's a good chance that Deontay Wilder uh, loses value before he gain, before he's worth $100 million. What's your thoughts? That's Yeah, sure. I mean, with a heavyweight division, that's certainly possible. You're right. I mean, any one of these guys, um, you know, there's they're not pushovers. And and Deontay Wilder uh, has shown that, you know, he has lapses, um, you know, in his in his focus, in his uh, uh, sort of orthodoxy in the ring. He's very wild at times, you know, like his name says um, that, uh, you know, maybe somebody could exploit. But at the same time. I think he still he keeps winning and he delivers in terms of knockouts. Uh, has he, you know, are his eyes a little bigger than his stomach in terms of paychecks? I think you're probably right. Um, but uh, that that's the nature of the these guys. At least you know some of these. Um, I, I hate to to say it, but it, it's some of the PBC type fighters is. We have seen that, you know, uh, they might value themselves a little higher than the sport does. I'm not sure that, um, you know, I, I think the sky's the limit in terms of how much these heavyweights could make against each other, especially if he went to uh, to England to fight um, Joshua. But um, I don't know. I mean, I think in terms of making a deal, I don't see him fighting a Joshua or a Fury in a multi-fight deal. That's going to be a one-fight deal. So that could have been, um, you know, like a one-fight deal and a rematch. So maybe that was part of it, that he didn't want to sign into a contract. I really don't know. But I, I do think that, um, you know, you're right. There is risk here by them not fighting, um, making the big fights first. How, but um, How about I, this? I how about this part? How about the fact that Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua are both fighting in the United States? And as yeah. a matter of fact, Anthony Joshua is fighting in New York. Same right. same thing as, as, as Wilder. So what implications will that have? No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that, that shows that, and again, but, but see, that's the nature of our world today is you could get an army of Twitter warriors to make it sound like uh, Deontay Wilder is the take no prisoners guy, the tough guy, the I'll fight you anywhere type guy, even though he's never gone to somebody else's backyard, uh, especially somebody else's country. Um, that's just sort of the nature of our world today. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I give both Fury and Joshua more credit for that, that they see themselves as, um, you know, not only the... Uh, uh, 
uh, ambassador for the sport and are willing to go into other countries, but they're also they're they're selling a product, so they want to sell it overseas. Um, that's wise. Uh, uh, Deontay Wilder doesn't think that way, you know. But we this is not new with American stars. Roy Jones was like that. Floyd Mayweather was like that, and now Wilder seems like that. I mean, if you listen to the Wilder interview last week, what was that on the Zone? I think it was on the Zone. Um, oh no, it was on the pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Was um, he's afraid when, of the uh, Zone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What am I talking about? Um, it was on the pay-per-view. It didn't make sense. He made it sound like Tyson Fury was afraid of him because he might kill him like he killed him last time. Well, I don't know about you, but I watched that last fight, and I didn't see any killings. Um, I saw one guy get badly outboxed. Um so I don't know. He lives in a lot of distortions. Uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, I think that I think we will eventually see the fight. Um, you know, some of these big fights. I don't know if we'll see all of them, but it really is a disappointment right now that you know we we've got Tom Schwartz, Big Baby Miller, and the, um, Dominic Brazil uh, in the mix here uh, of what you know, is a really exciting heavyweight division where you have three guys that you just want to see fight each other, but they won't. You know, the the, the funny thing is, is Tom Schwartz, Dominic Brazil, uh, and um, and uh, whoever the other one was. Uh, he, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I purposely did, didn't want to mention his name. But <laughs> but uh, but the bottom line is those, those guys... Nice. Us fat guys got to stay together. Those guys are are not bad heavyweights. I mean, all three of them. Well, I think Miller is bad, but all three of those heavyweights aren't bad. And I right. give them credit for fighting the guys that they are. But you're right. It's it's the fact that we want them to fight each other. And then and then don't forget we have a wild card in the mix. Vladimir Klitschko has has mentioned more times than not that he wants to try it one more time. So then I say to myself, okay, you know that whoever Vladimir Klitschko fights um, is going to be a money fight. Klitschko won't get back in the ring for less than $20 million. Um, so if he's going to get a fight, who makes the most sense? What would interest Vladimir Klitschko more than $20 million? Um, a rematch with Tyson Fury, a rematch with Anthony Joshua, both have significance. Both of them would, would gain and garnish some value there. But an intriguing fight would be Deontay Wilder against Vladimir Klitschko. Could Team Wilder entice Klitschko to fight their guy? And Klitschko, uh, the, the mental head game here could be, well, I don't want to be just a, a, a guy that's a, a, you know, uh, the gatekeeper, so to speak, the old washed-up champion fighting uh, the young guy. He's already lost to the other two. Would he want to make it a trifecta? You know, I think Klitschko has a lot of pride. Would he want to do that for the money? Maybe. Um, I, you know, my my question is, would he, does it make sense for him to do that? Would the, the uh, possibility of gaining the only belt he didn't have with the WBC uh, be a lucrative... Uh, you know, negotiation point for Klitschko. Is Klitschko, should he be discussed in, in this conversation? I don't know, because, I mean, one of the big things about Klitschko, and I don't mean this in a, in a demeaning way, but we've seen through his career that he's very cautious in terms about, in, in terms of, you know, risk. 
Um, there's a lot of risk in fighting Deontay Wilder. He can hurt him. Um, and Vladimir Klitschko's old. Uh, you know, in terms of, you know, this sport, he's old. Uh, in terms of skill, yeah, I think Vladimir Klitschko beats Deontay Wilder, unless he gets caught. Um, and the fact now, he's older with slower reflexes. He's been away from the ring. So, yeah, that's a dangerous fight. I I, I kind of hope Vladimir Klitschko stays retired. But of those three fights, rematches with Fury or Joshua, no, I'd rather see Vladimir Klitschko fight Deontay Wilder. That's the only, of the three, that's the only two, uh, of the three guys, that's the one we haven't seen yet. So, yeah, I'd be interested in it. No, but maybe, no, it, maybe, I'm saying. It I'm doesn't say mean as much because of the layoff, and he's been retired, so. But I mean, as a fan, yeah, you'd want to see that. But as him, to motivate. Would Klitschko prefer to take a shot at the guy he didn't fight yet, or revenge one of the other two losses? That, that I, I, knowing I think, Klitschko, knowing Klitschko, I would think he would want the the motivation. The only motivation against Wilder is that he the WBC belt. I mean, that's really the, he's he had all the other belts, but I would think that to avenge a loss uh, would be more important to him. And considering Klitschko. Um, you know, got harassed as much as he did uh, with uh, with Tyson Fury. I, I don't know. It almost seems like maybe a Tyson Fury. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Klitschko himself would want rematches. He'd rather you know avenge one of those losses. However, we know with this sport, you know, money talks. Um, and remember, Larry Holmes was quite comfortable being retired until Don King came knocking on that door and said, hey, I got an idea of this guy. I want you to fight. Oh, Don, you know, I'm retired. Well, I'll give you $3 million to fight him. His name's Mike Tyson. All right, sign me up. Exactly. So, you know, it, it could be that if, um, uh, I guess it's Shelly Finkel that it does most of the neg neg negotiating for um, Deontay Wilder. So, if they, you know, talked about enough money, maybe it would entice Vladimir Klitschko. But um, no, I, I think that would be, you know, I'd rather see him fight uh, Luis Ortiz or Dominic Brazil in a rematch than Vladimir Klitschko. Because I do think that Vladimir Klitschko, at this point, he'd get hurt. I think I think that Don, out of the three fights that we got coming up with the with the three-headed uh, heavyweight division uh, dragon, so to speak, if you want to give anyone other than Anthony Joshua credit. I, you know, Anthony Joshua against Miller, uh, you know, to me is the easiest fight. I, I don't see Miller having a chance at all. Um, as far as Tyson Fury against Tom Schwartz, I think Tom Schwartz has a puncher's chance. Tyson Fury's chin has always been suspect even though it's hard to connect to it. But Tyson Fury's defense against a young, inexperienced fighter like Tom Schwartz is going to make it an ugly but easy win for Tyson Fury. But of the three, the Dominic Brazil, he's got a solid chin. He does stand in front of you. He's not the fastest guy in the world. Uh, but he, he's, he, he can connect. He's accurate when he does land. I think that Deontay Wilder is in the most dangerous fight of those three. What do you think? See, I kind of agree with Dax more that I think Anthony Joshua has the most in, most dangerous opponent. Um, one, Gerald, Big Baby Miller hasn't lost yet. Um, and I think that the other thing, I like big heavyweights with quick hands. 
Um, and that's what he is. Uh, but he does, does he have the power? I don't know. But that see, that's just it, is that especially in the heavyweight division, and I think Fury kind of proved that with Wilder, you don't have to have tremendous power um, as long as you connect. Yeah, but it, wait, you know, but wait. Tyson Fury is able to tie his opponents up. But just because be, Miller can't do that. His his physique will prevent him from doing that. He will not be able to tie up Anthony Joshua. Remember, Tyson Fury was so much... Deontay Wilder never fought anybody bigger than him. Tyson Fury was bigger than Deontay Wilder. Tied him up. He was there every time Deontay tried to do something. Miller's not going to be able to do that to Anthony Joshua. And, and you're right. You know, Miller has fast hands. Um, he's undefeated, but but let's be real. He's never fought anybody even close to the caliber of Anthony Joshua. And Anthony Joshua, of those three uh, fighters, you know, Anthony Joshua's got a, a, a pretty pretty solid skill set. You know, I'm not going to say it's better than Tyson Fury's, but he's got a pretty solid skill set, better than pretty much anyone else in the division but Tyson Fury. Yeah, I mean, see, I don't know. I don't. There was not a lot of clinching in the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight. Um, I do think No, but that he tied him up with his hands by jabbing him and keeping him at bay and it uh, you know Right. And that's and that's what I think that is what cuz again, sometimes an offense uh, is a great defense. Jo uh, Big Baby Miller just by keeping those hands going and being in the face of Anthony Joshua, even if they're not hard punches, He's forcing Joshua to deal with his incoming rather than doing dealing with his own offense. I'm not sure that's going to happen, but that's the potential he has because he throws so many punches around. He's bold. He's big. He's not afraid to get hit, at least we haven't seen yet. Granted, being hit by Anthony Joshua is going to be a whole different animal than he's ever faced in his entire career. So we don't know what's going to happen. This it could be a blowout in that sense. I know it's going to happen. I think it's going to be because I do think that um, I think it'll go a couple rounds. I do see Joshua winning probably by knockout, um, but I think that uh, I don't know. I think Fury, Fury and Joshua, I see as you know more of the class in the division than I do see Wilder. Wilder, I see him limited. Uh, he has a huge punch, and he's got a lot of heart. Uh, he proved that versus Ortiz, and he proved it against Tyson Fury to some degree because, you know, um, he he also came up short in the one of the big things is that, you know, he couldn't put him away in that last round. And that's the thing that was so startling with the way he was talking at the pay-per-view was that he was acting as if he knocked him out. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, I saw Tyson Fury get up off the deck and then sting Deontay Wilder. Wilder must have forgot that's how that uh, that round ended. So um, I don't know. I think that um, it's still a very exciting division. I think we have to sort of uh, hold our nose for a little while, and um, at least for the you know through the summer at least until these guys get rid of these three opponents. Maybe then the next fight. I but I don't know. I, I don't think we're gonna see. One of those matches we want to see in 2019, sadly. Yeah, well, I, I don't see 
Jarrell Miller going past six. I don't see him hurting uh, Anthony Joshua. I don't see him doing anything except going to sleep in that fight. Um, he's a fraud. He hasn't fought anyone. You can't say how good he is. Not you, but people can't say how good he is based on who he has fought and, and the type of wins he's, he's gotten uh, to this point. I'm sorry, you can't. Uh, as far as those three fighters, uh, AJ, uh, Deontay, and, and Tyson Fury, it's true. They, they need to fight each other. Um, and I, I think that uh, the route that they're taking may be the blueprint of, of marination, the marination process, et cetera, et cetera. But this division is unlike any other. And any one of these guys, even as much as I'm saying about Miller, Miller could catch Anthony Joshua and, and rock the table forever, you know, and knock out uh, Anthony Joshua. A guy named Buster Douglas did it once to, to my man Tyson. So it's all possible. I just think as you look at it, you know, from a X's and O's standpoint, um, I, I really think Deontay Wilder is taking a huge risk. And, and all along, I've been critical of his management. And, and, you know, even at times I say to myself, do they know something I don't? Am I missing something here? Am, am I, you know, am I, am I taking the, uh, you know, the bait? You know, uh, what, what's going on? And, and, I, and I just, I've analyzed it. I've ripped it apart. I've looked at it in every angle. And I, I just can't see where this is going to be a win-win situation for Deontay Wilder. Every time he goes in that ring, he's risking throwing all that money away. And even against a, a slow-moving, uh, stand-in-front-of-you guy like Dominic Brazil, the guy's got pop, and he's got hatred towards Wilder. And Wilder is a one-trick pony, and we've seen him get caught uh, by guys like Ortiz and, and Tyson Fury. You know, a guy like Brazil catches him. He's got more pop than both... Uh, Ortiz and and uh, Tyson Fury. So I don't know, man. It's it's intriguing. It is it is a topic of discussion, though, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I and I think in a sense that is good because um, it keeps interest in the sport. And you know, uh, sometimes that's a, a major part of the fun is just imagining. Um, you know, how someone would do against someone else. But the thing about that is you want the payoff. You eventually want to see it. Um, I don't know. And you're right. I think that the whole, the 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 sort of looming, um, I think a taboo uh, thing for fight fans at least is Mayweather-Pacquiao. That's a fight that, we, that they marinated the hell out of and they forced boxing fans to wait for forever. And when it finally happened, it stunk. Um, so I think that that's a lesson. Now, we think it stunk. Fans, the business of the business end of the sport, they don't think it stunk. They all made money. They liked it. So, yeah, that could be a model for them. That idea of marinating uh, to the powers that be, it's not taboo. Um, they like it because... It's a it's it's kind of like our friggin' uh, presidential elections. It's this long drawn out product rollout um, that they think fans are gonna have the appetite for. I'm not sure they're right. Um, I, I don't know. It, I think this is a little different because we're not talking about um, welterweights. 
especially one like Mayweather, who's not a knockout fighter. When you're talking about guys who can change everything with one shot, um, yeah, you can add a lot more zeros to the checks, I think. I think that's a safe decision to make. Yeah, as long as they keep going in the right direction. Alex, as, long as, they, as long as they win. Yeah. Alex, uh, thanks for uh, giving us your thoughts on, on that. And uh, we'll look forward to you next week, brother. All right, Billy C. Take care. Have a good one. You too, my man. That's uh, Alex Papali giving us his uh, uh, thoughts on the uh, the heavyweight picture. And uh, it's uh, it's a confusing one because it could change uh, uh, at any given moment. So, uh, in any event, I got some emails to read. Uh, so, let's get started. This first one is from uh, Joel. He says, uh, hey, guys, what do you think of the St. Patrick's Day card at the Hooli Theater last Sunday? Uh, I really enjoy these yearly St. Patrick's Day events. Top rank manages to bring out the stars to pack the venue, and the crowd was into it. It's always exciting. I hope they continue. Uh, I hope they these continue because it's becoming one of my favorite. You know, this to me it was a it was a club uh, show atmosphere, and the club show uh, atmosphere in the sport of boxing is the backbone uh, of the sport. So uh, I, I'm glad they did it. He says, also, what's your thoughts on the new subscribers for The Zone will now have to pay $20 a month or $100 a year, while existing subscribers will get the $9.99 a month till March when everyone else will be paying uh, $20 uh, a year. Um, hey, listen, I don't have a problem with it, and I'll tell you why. They got all the fighters. You know, I told you that that's the way it was going to be. You know, you're going to subscribe based on the fighters. Did you really think that they could keep throwing uh, money at, at these fighters and signing them up and signing them to multi-fight deals, uh, you know, when guaranteeing $100 million, $300 million deals and, and so on and so forth, uh, when their, their revenue model is really solely driven by subscription? Uh, it's similar to what the cable companies did. And we saw that they're suffering. HBO's out of the picture. And uh, Showtime is, is seemingly suffering a little bit uh, right now. So uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, next one is from my man Mitch. Uh, he says uh, this, this one he did uh, uh, on um, just the day he sent this to me uh, earlier in the week, it looks like, uh, because he said, uh, hopefully, um, as you said it, with the announcement tomorrow, uh, they'll do a deal with Hearn. Uh, obviously, they didn't. Uh, he says, uh, Canelo didn't leave Oscar to fight under Matchroom. He signed with the zone and kept his own promoter. The same with Wilder. You're not signing with Matchroom. You're signing with the zone. Hope he makes the right call here. Um, uh, he says, uh, and I'm going to tell you exactly why he turned down $100 million. He says, if I went to my advisor and asked him why I'm turning down all that money when he's going to be 34 and he didn't have a great reason, I'd fire my advisor. I agree with uh, Mitch. He says, unfortunately, the contract he has, meaning Al, makes them sign, makes it impossible to fire him without sitting out a couple of years like Mikey Garcia did. Al Heyman can't let Wilder go because the memo from Showtime and Fox says you can't let Wilder go. Allen's getting too much money from Showtime and Fox, and uh, the latest deal he signed will not permit Wilder to go. He could lose a Porter or a Lamont Peterson, uh, not a Spence and not Wilder. 
This is why it spells doom for Fury and AJ. Shame on Finkel and Al Heyman. Let Deontay get a deal where he fights the first two fights, Brazil and AJ, on DAZN. And if there's a rematch uh, with Anthony Joshua, then let's do a Showtime pay-per-view and then call it a day or something along those lines. I like that. He says, but don't leave this dummy hanging, meaning Deontay. You have to adopt to the landscape. He says, if AJ gets $32 million to fight minim, uh, Miller as a minimum and Fury gets 103 over five fights and Deontay wins... Uh, he'd get the same as Fury for two fewer fights. Uh, he says, I'm sick of it. You said a long time ago that Heyman negotiates the best deals, not for his fighters, but himself. Yep, I did. Uh, thanks for the email. And it's true. If if it's all about the money, Deontay Wilder is showing that he's making the wrong decision. Um, three fights for $100 million against, and two of them against Anthony Joshua. And by the way, it's it's 40 guaranteed. So he could make 50, even 60 million, uh, depending upon how that goes. If the second fight was a pay-per-view and wasn't on DAZN, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe DAZN offers, a, uh, if you're not a member, a, a one-time uh, price for the fight. I, you know, it just it boggles my mind. I, don't th- I, I think that Deontay Wilder's skill set, which he has none, is going to get worse. Uh, because his power bails him out every time. So, uh, no, I, I think it's a mistake. Deontay won and could have made everybody like myself look like an idiot, um, and then he signs the, the three-fight deal for $100 million and he wins. He makes me look like an idiot. But so far, he's holding out, and the fact that he's combined in his whole career hasn't made $20 million yet. Um, uh, right now, he's not looking, he's not looking too good. Uh, this is from my man Gregory. He says, uh, uh, here's what Deontay turned down. WTF, is this guy nuts? Does he have a plan? And he's uh, sent uh, the attachment of the three-fight deal. Keisha missed it. Uh, three-fight deal offered by DAZN. First fight against Brazil this year, mid-2019. He gets guaranteed $20 million. Second fight late this year against Anthony Joshua. Minimum of $40 million. Plus, he gets extras and a rematch, win, lose, or draw in the second fight, 40 guaranteed plus extras. I agree with you, Greg. Uh, stupid decision. I uh, got uh, another email. This one's from uh, my man Jonathan. He says, hey, Billy C., I just uh, want to see an undisputed heavyweight champion, please. I haven't written uh, in. I haven't written to you for some time as I figured the state of uh, the heavyweight division Uh, very depressing lately. After this week's events, I felt uh, compelled to get your views on Wilder turning down the offer from DAZN to fight Brazil and two fights against AJ. I personally feel that Deontay Wilder's team are protecting him in the same way that Custom Auto protected Floyd Patterson from Sonny Liston. Floyd was a middleweight amateur who was maneuvered into contention for the heavyweight championship after Marciano retired. Wilder was a heavyweight, not a super heavyweight, in the amateurs who was maneuvered into contention after Vitilli, uh retired. Patterson went on to avoid Sonny Liston for five years. And the main reason for this, in my opinion, this is Jonathan, uh, was that Customato knew that Floyd's chin wasn't the best. I believe that Shelly Finkel knows Wilder has not got a good chin. Uh, before I continue, I will... 
say he did demonstrate a solid chin uh, or at least a, a, a chin that saved him in both uh, the um, Luis Ortiz and Tyson Fury fight. So um, I do give him some credit for that. He says, I know you... F- <laughs> I should have read this line before I said that. He says, I know you feel that Luis Ortiz, uh, Ortiz checked uh, uh, chin, checked Wilder, but I personally don't agree with you. Prior, fighting, uh, prior to fighting Wilder, Ortiz fought Tony Thompson, uh, Malik Scott, and Dave Allen and looked thoroughly unimpressive in those fights. He then went on to fight Daniel Martz, a fighter ranked in the top 150. Uh, Ortiz's whole reputation is built on knocking out Bryant Jennings. The only thing Jennings has done was go the distance against Vlad, who was content to box a shutout against him. Luis Ortiz has never knocked out a top 10 heavyweight. You know, um, I will admit to Jonathan that Ortiz isn't exactly a, a knockout artist. They were trying to build him up to be in his last fight. But he's right. He's, he's got a point there. Um, he says, uh, uh, I'm not going to go make my most controversial statement that I'm not convinced about Wilder's power either. The only top 10 heavyweight that Wilder's knocked out is Luis Ortiz, who besides Wilder has never been matched against a puncher. Furthermore, if you look at Wilder's opponents, that a large number of them have been knocked out quicker by other fighters, uh, and I have the list for you below. Washington knocked out quicker by Kowznacki. Spiltzker knocked out quicker by Kowznowski. Molina knocked out quicker by Anthony Joshua and Chris Ariola, and Ariola knocked out quicker uh, by Stavern. He says, I can include other fighters, but I just focused uh, on the title defenses. I move now on to the American media, which has reported negotiations between Joshua and Wilder. The American media have reported that Joshua turned down a 50 million pound uh, offer from Wilder uh, this is far from factual. When Deontay Wilder sent the email to Eddie Hearn to offer him the $50 million to fight uh, uh, Joshua, Eddie Hearn stated, we are interested. Can we have a contract and a meeting? Wilder's team refused to either send a contract or have a meeting. They have uh, then got on to repeatedly say Joshua ducked him based on sending an email without a contract or a meeting. The view has been propagated by American media. Now that uh, Wilder has turned down the large office for two-fight deal with Joshua, uh, this is not being reported as a duck. Can you make sense of this, Billy C? I have put links below to an amateur fight of Deontay Wilder and how bad his chin was then. I've also put a link to AJ Silver medal fight where he gave up 22 pounds to a proven puncher. Uh, Joshua is a 21-year-old novice fighting away from home and isn't afraid to challenge himself and has been doing this since he started boxing. Something Wilder's never done. And then please ask Dax why this isn't a duck. I believe Wilder would fight Joshua, but uh, it is his team protecting him. Sorry for the rant, but I contacted you as, as you, as you, I contacted you as I know you love the sport and try to maintain a balanced view. Well, thank you for the, uh, uh, extended email Jonathan and and I certainly appreciate uh, all of the uh, uh, time and effort you put in and I don't disagree with you Um, I I honestly believe that Deontay Wilder uh, is clearly uh, a a fabrication uh, of a heavyweight he's got uh, one thing and that one thing is power Um, I too believe that he clearly is ducking Anthony Joshua you heard Dax disagree with me again today on that 
feels that uh, Anthony Joshua, well, he he didn't say Joshua's ducking um, um, Deontay. He said that uh, Joshua's just as much to blame, and he says it's more so Anthony Joshua's fault, um, which I disagree. Uh, you know, I think the heavyweight title, for the most part, if you say uh, the heavyweight world champion, I think you have to. Um, refer to that as Anthony Joshua. Uh, Anthony Joshua is uh, the heavyweight champion, in my opinion. I think Deontay Wilder is a title holder. And I believe that Tyson Fury has no title. I can't believe that they're still talking, oh, he's the linear champion. Okay, everybody's got to have a a, a title uh, to give value. The bottom line is this. Deontay Wilder is fighting Dominic Brazil. The same fight against Dominic Brazil should he have signed a three-fight deal with DAZN. And that's a a good point that I got in the email earlier uh, from Mitch. He's not signing a contract with Hearn. He still has Al Heyman. Uh, He was signing a television deal. It was Showtime who's trying desperately to keep Wilder from going on DAZN. Um, It was Showtime that put the pressure for Wilder to stay, whether it was directly to Wilder or through Al Heyman, his advisor. But at the end of the day, even an advisor, and I can't understand how stupid Deontay Wilder really is, how can you explain away if you just focus on one fight and you say, for this fight against the same man and presumably in the same locale, how can you justify accepting a $5 million deal or a $6 million deal versus a $20 million deal? considering that you enter the ring every time with the risk of getting stopped. It doesn't make financial sense, and it is certainly a, a big risk for Deontay Wilder to assumably hold out uh, to get his uh, $75, $80, $100 million purse just to fight Anthony Joshua. I think it's a big mistake, but uh, in any event, uh, it is what it is. Hey, listen, boys and girls, um, not sure what happened to my man Sal. But uh, hopefully everything's okay. Hope it was just a hardware glitch. I'm sure I'll find out uh, after the show. But uh, I want to thank uh, uh, DaxCon and Alex Papali for uh, uh, giving their thoughts. And I want to remind all you guys, uh, don't forget uh, that you can catch this show anytime you want on our YouTube channel. Uh, or uh, you got to check out our new 24-7 uh, television network, Billy C. Boxing. Uh, you can uh, get all the information at Ginico, G-I-N-I-K-O-U-S-A.com, uh, and sign up for free. We are now on all the major streaming uh, platforms, and uh, that show, that channel, doesn't just sh- have replays of this particular show. Uh, we have our uh, Boxing Revisited and a whole lot of stuff from the last 15 years we've been broadcasting. So uh, you got to check that out. Hey, listen, make sure you tune in. Next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.